When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from a parking lot in Syosset. It is I'ma let you finish on the Pantheon. Where did you where out of all the towns in Long Island, where did you pull Syasset out of your ass? Just one of those. Things. No, no disrespect. I'm just like. <laughs> All, right. All right. It's I'ma let you finish show number 153 with your dis host Courtney. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Syosset. It's just right. so inside it's so the random as fuck, it's right? So it's so random as random as fuck. It's like no one's <laughs> summering in Syosset. Sure. But shout out to Syosset. Go Syosset. All you kids out there on the island. Oh, wait. Are we getting a cat? Are we getting are we getting a cat appearance? No, she's like, I've already fucked up your meditation this morning. Let me Mm. leave you alone. Um (laughs) so, how are you? I'm good, child. A year old and black, you know, all of the things, the things, the things, the things, the things, the things, the things. I got my eyes checked. The doctor was like, your eyes are very healthy. Yes, your prescription is the same, but I'm going to tweak it a little. So I'm getting new glasses. And, you know, then I I get really excited when I get new glasses because I picked out these frames that, a style of frames that, that I don't normally wear. So I'm kind of excited for them to be ready next week so I can sport my new frames. Cat eyes? Are you going to get cat well, eyes? No, I'm doing a gold aviator. I situation. was just going to say that. <laughs> a gold. I literally, like, gold aviator mm-hmm. is the new black nerd frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next time I have to get my prescription chain, I might go aviator at a nerd flame because I want to cover up more of the outer eye. As I get older. And no, and I'm noticing as I get older, I'm like, oh, more things that cover the thing? I want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want no, that. I am. Well, all right. So it feels like it's old news at this point, but Lizzo is being <laughs> sued. I mean, it feels like it happened a hundred years ago because mm-hmm. this. So Lizzo is being sued. Um, by three of her dancers or former dancers. And then a woman that worked with her as a documentarian is sort of chiming in to give corroborating evidence. I mean, a former creative director, you know, it's all of these people saying, you know, I had to leave the environment. I was treated poorly. Well, okay. So she, the, the basic gist of it is that it was a hostile work environment and that Lizzo, um, uh, made the dancers uh, put them in in sexually suggestive situations. Let's put it that way, and and create. I mean, it's it's essentially hostile work environment, and uh, that she subjected them to inappropriate workplace behavior. In, in certain interviews, and in, when they were asked certain questions, like, "Well, did she ever say these things?" Well, no, I felt it in my head. I'm like, listen, and I want to say this to people, and I'm not. I am I'm am, I'm am not trying to be insensitive to anyone. 
but you do have agency over yourself. You do not have to feel like you should be, no one should pressure you into touching genitalia of anyone at a sex show. No one should force, you do have agency to say no. You do. And you need to start exercising those things. You have to, listen, this industry is not for the weak. A lot of environments are very pressure filled. I don't know Lizzo. Could she be the mean girl? She could be. The truth of the matter is, listen, a lot of people, and I think you know this as someone who's been on the inside, whose whole image has been positivity and sold you nice, they're not always the nicest people. And people always gag to find out that, remember when Rosie Rosie O'Donnell had a talk show and she was like the queen of nice and everybody loved her, but then all of the stories came out and I knew people who worked at that show and it was a really tough, hard environment. You know, the whole, that's what kind of happened at the end of Ellen DeGeneres' show period and all those things came out. Or, you know, that just... Different artists who sell you a pers- a, a thing that they're really good at giving you aren't always nice. But also, this business isn't always nice, and it's really tough, and there's a lot of pressure, and it's not as easy as it looks online. Some of the complaints they had about were being about, you know, we would get in trouble for gaining weight. Well, that is a thing. You're on a tour. When you're on tour, you're measured for your costumes. You're supposed to maintain how you were hired for the tour. It's not a free-for-all, right? But at the same time, no one wants to be talked to like shit and treated badly, you know? So there is that thing where I'm seeing, you know, these people are coming out the woodwork and talking about their experiences. And it's, you know, I think that you... I always believe that everybody deserves the right to clear their name. But I also think that... um, I've been around long enough and seen a lot of situations and a lot of artists that people love and the people aren't always treated the best. So that's not a surprising thing to me. I I mean, I think it's it's as possible that it's true as, as that it's not true. Right. I, I agree with you in terms of agency, but I think that's that's it's easy for us as adults to say that because it took us a long time and, and especially with women. Um, it takes a long time to realize that you have agency. I mean, for all we know, I'm not a- accusing. I don't. I don't know if this happened, and uh, this is not to sound dismissive. At the end of the day, it doesn't impact my world. If it did, I hope it didn't. But you don't. We've all done things under pressure, and maybe not wanted to do it because we're afraid of losing the friend, losing the job, losing the cool. Co- so we don't know. I mean, we really don't know. I, like I said, I think it's more than. Li- it's just as likely. It does not sound implausible. It doesn't sound like um, that it couldn't have happened. And I know nothing about Lizzo. She seems like a perfectly nice person. She may or may not be a perfectly nice person. But um, it, it does, it, it could have happened. And and I understand exactly what you're saying about agency. But again, these are youngish people. We're older where you I'm know older now but i started in this industry young. yeah but it was a very a, different industry it then. actually was with a lot of more wild shit yeah if you really think about a lot a lot of wild shit that was unregulated with no one to go to to really help you right when some I shit was going that- down and i was in a lot of situations but ultimately i i always walked away i i never let myself be pressured i'm just but saying that's you, you. Do, you but yeah. i'm just saying you do have an agency because i think sometimes it's the fear in people's head feeling like if i do this this 
and then you kind of let yourself stay in a situation that doesn't feel good to you. Like if you don't want to go to, don't let anybody talk you into going to a sex club if that is not your thing. Right. I mean, again, I agree with you, but it's easier said than done because we've all been talked into doing things that we might not want to do. No, you can't say we all because I have. All right. I have been talked into things that I haven't wanted to do. And this isn't, and this isn't, this isn't me scolding them. This is me saying to young people, this is a tough industry where people will try to make you feel like you need to do something. You do not. Right. But I mean, we've all been like, smoke this cigarette, do this, do that. I mean, we've all had in some degree, this is just peer pressure on a, on an international exposure level. And that's what it boils down to. It boils down to maybe looking around and going, everybody else is doing this. I don't want to be the only one because for all I, you know, we've all read about these things where, you know, businessmen, if you don't go on the hiking trip, you won't get the job. So I don't know. None of us know. None of us will probably ever know because my assumption is this will be settled out of court. And that's um, it. She needs to settle this out of court because th- her reputation of who she purports to be does not need this. And I yeah. feel for those young ladies because I think that, you know, she did a search for dancers. This is probably like their biggest sort of gig. And you come into this music industry world and you're right. There's a lot of, first of all, there's the excitement of, come, we're all hanging. You're hanging with the artists. Right. right. Well, that's that, the first thing. Can I just that, say that the mm-hmm. artist should never, I mean, that the problem is like, mm-hmm. it, it really should be a hierarchy of like, I mean, it's one thing to like come by, but there's got to be sort of like, you, I, you don't hang out with your boss. That really should be it, you know, and that may be. That's sort of a function of of the persona, I would say. You don't you can be their boss and stuff, but you should not hang out with which the is boss. Why, which is why I... There are a lot of artists who just don't. They'll have like a part. There's a crew party that will happen maybe right. in the middle of the tour at some place. There's a little party and everybody gets to come. And there's always the end party. That's a right, the control situation like where everybody, um, you know, that kind of situation. You know, and, and I don't think you should be going with your artists to sex parties. That's for you and your girlfriends and your friends. I mean, not your artists, your 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 dancers like I know I'm you taking it even further I don't think you should be going out to a bar with your I don't think you should be anywhere where anybody might be compromised in any way seriously I don't think you should do drugs around your artists I don't mm-hmm. think you should take them out to bar I mean you know I'm being I don't think you should discuss your religious beliefs with your artists I think it should you can get along with them and be fun but it's a it's you're their boss do you know what I've always done from the beginning and maybe just because being gay, coming in, there's a different set of armor I felt like I had, especially coming up in the 70s and 80s. It's different now. I think these kids are, you know, they're coming up in a different generation or something, but we had to deal with, it was just different. So I had a different faculty about me when I got to the music industry and I wasn't easily swayed into things. Like right. I was well, around again, a lot of coke. Social a lot of, media, yeah. social media. Well, that's media. what I'm saying. Like I was around a lot of coke and shit and people always knew. It got to a point, cause I, I've never done coke, never in my life. And I would always say no when people were doing their shit. And it got to a point where people knew. And if somebody would try to like pass, they'd be like, he doesn't do that. So you can't, there is a way to have an agency for yourself. But I also understand the pressure of you're new to this life. Oh my God, you're hanging with, this artist, she's really big. You can go anywhere. And it's like, now you're kind of finding yourself in situations where you're not that comfortable, but you have to 
also know that you can have the agency to say, you know, I'm done for the night. I'm going to go back to the hotel. There's always a way. There's always a way to, 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 to do it, you know? And I feel for these young people because when I see them, well, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's just move on. All right. Okay. So, uh, shout out to the brilliant David Gonzalez. Hi, David, if you're listening to the show, who's a photographer and a writer, was with the New York Times, brilliant photographer, super cool guy. So, he posted, I don't know if he posted it or Christy Z, who's also wonderful. So Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, is God. doing a remake of The Warriors, the classic. There, We can use the word no, classic for The Warriors. Even, right? He wants to do an adaptation. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah. He's, but you call he's, it a remake. It's an adaptation. Adaptation. <laughs> and he's going to make it a musical. So, for all right. I... So the reaction in the thread that I was on, which were mainly people, um, Latino people. New Yorkers. Was, of not, a I don't know. I don't know if they're all oh, New Yorkers. Well, or not. well, I feel like for New Yorkers, especially New Yorkers of a certain age, that movie is like, I was young when that came out and I saw that in the movies with my cut. We all saw the Warriors. It is like a New York iconic moment. It is. Just everything about that was fucking just a whole moment. So the last person we once named anywhere near that is your favorite, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's not my favorite, first off. I think, but the reaction was just funny because it it was basically like, first off, so if he does a musical of it, then he's turning it into West Side Story, which he's already done that. Look. I am not going to take away from Lin-Manuel's talent. He is a talented man. I did. I know you were offered tickets to Hamilton and you j- didn't go. I, I, Everyone I know who's seen it loved it. What he did in terms of exposing kids to history is fantastic. I saw it on television. It was very, very good. I love We Don't Care About Bruno. But he's also become sort of, you know, the go-to guy to speak to Latino culture. And the reaction I saw online was akin to the reaction that many of my black friends have to Spike Lee, that he, Lin-Manuel Miranda has either been anointed or anointed himself as the um, Spanish splainer for white people, for white liberals, you know? And First off, there's just no reason to redo or adapt the Warriors. There's no reason to do it. There's None. like, it, and, I mean, and if somebody wanted to have the idea, it doesn't need to be you. It doesn't. Well, anyone, anyone. Yeah. The only person I might remotely think, no, nobody. There's because there's no reason. There's if are you going to clean up the unpolitically correct stuff about it? Are you going to take out the the violence? I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to not set it in Coney Island? Because if you don't set it in Coney Island, the entire point of the movie is gone. I mean, so it's just kind of ridiculous, and it just once again speaks to the short attention span of people and mm-hmm. the lack of creativity. It's just there's nothing. There's no reason. Like I did, you see the remake of West Side Story? I refuse to see the remake of West Side Story because they were filming that around here and I kept seeing them filming it. And one day I was coming home and I saw some questionable dancing and choreography and I was like, you know, 
I'm going to skip whatever is happening. Well, there. I saw it. I was on a plane. <laughs> and, and parts of it were really, really good. And mm-hmm. the choreography was not. Look, the original West Side Story to me is one of the most perfect movies ever made. No so they, need for a remake. Well, the none. only thing they did, they cleaned up some of the stuff. They, In their defense, they put Latin artists in as Latin characters instead of Natalie Wood playing a, a Puerto Rican, which is ridiculous. They had people who could actually sing because, bless her heart, Natalie Wood, her voice was dubbed. That's no big secret. They didn't have a Greek guy playing a Latin. Art. So that's all fine. I got no problem with that. That, But there was no reason because the original Zero. is perfect. It is. It's perfect. It you is. know. Absolutely. One of my favorite. And the choreography in the original is perfect, too. Elliot, it's Elliot Feldon. Or no, Jerome Robbins. It's Jerome Robbins. Legendary. Anyway, so so that's just a dumb thing. And it's just the laziness. And But who knows it will even happen because there's an actor strike and a writer strike. So it's all like an idea. And it could just sit there for two Or years. he could be sitting someplace writing it now, ruining it, trying to ruin our lives with it. I'm not a fan of any of his work. I'm just not. And you know yeah. me, I'm a Broadway guy. I just, I don't care. I yeah. don't like the music of Hamilton. I've heard it. I'm like, I don't care about this. I just don't care. Yeah, he's just becoming another one, like I said, increasingly sort of. It, it, it's, it, again, it just comes down to there's no reason. There's no reason to do it. And he's going to be the go-to guy now. It's like, oh, we need a porter. Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Let's have him because he's got the uh, uh, the stamp of approval. All right. So we all know there's an actor strike going on. We all know there's a writer strike going on. Um, all my friends are out of work. Well, you know, it, as they good because this is an important issue. It is an important issue. It's, it's an not important good issue. that they're out of work. No, it's an no, important issue. It's an important and, issue, and you know they're they're fighting their way through it. But it's not good that they're not working. No, I didn't say that. It's it's good that there's a strike. The strike is important. Actors and writers and creative people need to be treated with dignity. We all need to be treated with dignity. All right. So Bethany Frankel, who's, you know, Real Housewives of New York, which I mean, I used to watch the Real Housewives franchise and then it just got so predictable and stupid. So she is, you know, like one of Andy Cohen's like attack dogs or something. And he's he's somebody who I used to think was great. And now I just think is despicable i'm sorry i i don't find him to be enjoyable at all but i used to like him a lot anyway you know what's really interesting with him L- what that i feel the same way i used to like him a lot i used to like him There's a lot something kind of turned a weird corner now he drank he, he drank his own cooler now, man what i will say is he has given two friends of mine great jobs and you know opportunities and that's so I see that glimmer of that person I still used yeah. to like. But it's also, I look at like this Housewives franchise. And I'm like you. I used to watch the Housewives because they were fun, right? It was they like a fun. group of friends. And it's not fun anymore. And it, well, occasionally get... it was a little bit of drama, right? And you'd be like, But now it's a, well, But now Bethany... it's like if you don't have drama, you don't have a job. Well, what Bethany Frankel is trying to do is that she's going up against Bravo, which is NBC, Universal, or Comcast, whatever the hell they are, and trying to basically unionize these reality show people. Right. And um, part of her point 
you know, as part of the show, and again, no one's making them do it, but in a way they kind of are, is they get these women really drunk. They do. I mean, it's really, it really is irresponsible. Well, they pay, the pay, especially on these, well, like, a lot of new ones, it's your first season. The pay is really low. It's like yeah. under $10,000 or some crazy shit for the entire season. And you get no residual. Initials are rerun a Constant. million well, times. They're well, it comes down to the same times. streaming on, on different, you know, on Peacock now and all on Paramount Plus. Um, I guess. What and, wait, re- one more thing, because this is an important part of what they're trying to say is. What they've done is before it used to be reality was never all the way reality. But in the beginning, it was kind of like put these cameras up and follow them. But now it's like. You have to have storylines. So you're pressured to have storylines. Oh, you're pressured to now. date. You're pressured to do these things. And it's like for no money. And it's and and that's the whole point of these shows. They spend a little bit of money and they get a high return on it. And there's no residual for something that repeats a million times. And if you have to kind of now create a storyline of having someone to date or 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 being in fear of losing your job, I can see them kind of saying, Well, you know what? We want a little bigger piece of this pie. Yeah, and and the there have been allegations for many years against Bravo in terms of um, how they treat the black cast as opposed to how they treat the white cast. And many people have pointed out that Nene Leakes from Real Housewives of Atlanta was bringing up these issues years ago, and she got poo-pooed, and you're a complainer now, Bethany Frankel who has something to say about everything, which is fine. And also, you know, is saying, and everybody's acting like it's important. Now these women do get to create, a lot of them have created entire careers and brands off of this. Nobody really knew who Bethany, nobody, you know, all some of these women is like, they're both pretty horrible, right. In certain aspects. It's like Bethany really drives me nuts with her self-righteousness. And Nene, I think has a lack of self-awareness that she became really unlikable in those last couple of seasons of the real housewives of Atlanta. Like she wasn't getting along with anybody and the Nene that everybody fell in love with, she became almost different. like, but we all grow and be different. That being said, that show is that show because of Nene Leakes. You know what I mean? But it's reality television. They don't give a shit. They cycle you in. There's a million people waiting who want that opportunity because they want to be able to get a product to sell and all of the things that they get to do from being on TV every week. It's a dispose. It's a disposable I just position. Would, I mean, and again, there's something very demoralizing about an industry that is you're talking about you know you're getting these you're getting not that anyone well someone is putting a gun to their head because it's part of their job to get totally drunk and screaming yeah i mean it's it's go on a trip you don't want to go on that you know someone's going to be confronted there's going to be some drama that will be part of a a package of here's what's coming in the season and yeah it's just a little it's a little much to I don't to even see. know why anybody would sign up for one of those. Things well, in the beginning, I guess it was sort of fun, and now it's become predictable. Anyway, so she and they all go she, to prison. She's well. That's the other thing too. I mean, where is the screen? <laughs> no, seriously. Right. And the same thing with the ninety day. Where is the screening process? Anyone right. who has been convicted of something, any kind of, why are you rewarding them by putting them on television? Because those are the people who go in there and do all of the shit that everybody's going to tune in and watch. Right. right? But a I'm person saying- like you is not going. If you were, when when you were on television, you weren't going to act an ass. You didn't act right. a fool. You, right. you weren't going to, even on a, you were on a debate show. You weren't going to start calling people names and flipping shit. At, you know what I mean? They yeah. want somebody who's going to go in there and basically act an ass so they can right. be like, 
we don't condone violence, but cut that all into the previews to get everybody or have to watch people, the show. Or have people who are recovering addicts and throw them in with a bunch of alcoholics. I mean, it's it's yeah. sort of, it's very creepy in a lot. Anyway, so she's trying to kind of unionize them or unionize them and get them sort of, because it's, they are actors. Like we can just skip the charade that it's reality television. I mean, you and I, neither you and I watch fucking Vanderpump Rules, but all last year was about those two people in an affair. And we kept seeing those posts. We're both like, I don't know what that is, but evidently it's a thing. So that shows you, it's like, how much money? You know that Lisa Vanderpump was in an ABC video, which is why I like her. Uh, (laughs) No, she was. Was was she? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Which which song? One of the early ones. Not Poison Arrow. One of the early ones. If you Google it, and she looks fabulous. Mm. I, I do enjoy her with her little dog. All right. These next two stories falls into the category of like, who cares? Like 100, who cares? I love Neo. I think Neo is really, really talented. I've interviewed him. He's super nice. He's super smart. He's a great entertainer. He's a great songwriter. I do not care what Neo thinks about trans people. I don't care. I don't what care Neo... what some cheating, lying, well, bad husband has to say about somebody else. It's like, well, Neo, I don't go care. Get your shit right. Well, be, I, be, be yeah. grateful. Be grateful that your seven children are happy, healthy. They they don't have any, you know, issue where you know it is. Listen, as someone who knew he was gay, I knew I was gay my whole life. I didn't have the words for it when I was young. I felt different. I knew I was different. What I was looking at was different. The way people treated me was different. So I was like, okay, something clearly about you is different. But And and, and you have to learn how to adapt and all of that. Now, he has the right to have the opinion. And some of what he says is an opinion that a lot of people share. But at the same time, I think that we forget that we're talking about human beings when people just make these blanket statements and throwing out there. You're not dealing with this issue. You have the right to have an opinion on it. But it's like we speak about trans kids. Listen, it is a very private conversation about well, what I want to know letting is letting kids have any kind why of is the question yeah, yeah. why is the question even being posed to him? Right. If he ha- this is not Dwayne Wade who has a trans child. Right. This is not Jamie Lee Curtis who has a trans child. This is not um um Charlize Theron who has a trans child. Why are you po- it would be like someone interviewing me and say, "So Amy, what do you think of alternate side of the street parking?" I don't know. I don't have a car. Why are you asking me this question? My opinion on alternate side of the street parking is pointless because I don't have a car, right? right? So why are you asking this man? That's where I'm like, why? What do you feel like? If people feel like they have to check off. These are all questions being asked to elicit a response to get uh, clicks because you know damn well as soon as he said it, his publicist called him up and said, "Take it back," and then, and then he takes it back. So it's a it's a twenty four hour cycle. But of- then today he rescinds taking it back. You know what I mean? So that's well, the they, thing. It's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it's like I don't. You know, the fact that he has a messy personal life is is need is sort of yeah. But the you know it's it's unfortunate that's his wife and girlfriend's business as long as. The, but I'm just like, why? Well, my point are, with that is, it's no, like, I 
no, no don't throw perfect. bricks. Yeah. Don't throw bricks. Like, if it is not an issue that you have to deal with with your children. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, why is anyone asking? Into this mess? Why is that's what I'm saying? For why is it? Who are dealing with trans children? Just like I can tell you, my mother, more than my father, because I was tough like my dad. I'm tough like my dad. You know what I mean? But I, my mother really worried about me being gay and moving through the world. It's like it's like if you like parents of trans kids, the worry that they go through now. When we start talking about letting kids have any kind of surgery and stuff, I feel the same way about letting kids have plastic surgery under a certain age. But guess what? I don't have children. It is not for me to make that decision and have that conversation. I don't have a trans child. Well, that, well, I know trans I'm... people. I know the struggles and, and, and the, the issues that they've gone through. And I know that as being someone who's out of, I guess, the quote unquote norm, I know the struggles and things that I've gone through and what I felt my whole life. Who am I to tell you how to do anything? It is not my place. And my opinion doesn't fucking matter on it. And neither does his. Right. Well, again, and and then, well, why are we, this is the nature of journalism and social media. Again, why are we even asking, this has got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Why are we asking this man this question? Right. Speak to people. There are plenty of celebrities who have trans children or who are trans themselves. Why are we asking Neo, who, again, I'm a huge fan, but is he promoting an album? Like, why is he being interviewed in the right. first place? I didn't even know why. I was like, why are you even around? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love him, but I'm like, is there an album coming out? I mean, why are you even in the conversation? Okay, and Wayne Brady is pansexual. Whatever. I mean... <laughs> Didn't everybody always, I mean, is this like a shock other than calling it pansexual? You know what? It's about as shocking as when you go to McDonald's. And, and they have the, hamburgers? No, and, and they the have hamburgers. shake machine is broken. Oh, yeah, The yeah. ice cream I mean, machine is broken. Just, it's about as shocking as that. Now, that said, it is always good when people who are celebrities give a, and I'm using this in huge quotes, a normalcy to something that a lot of people look at as abnormal or not right. But uh, did someone ask him or did he just volunteer the information? I think he just volunteered the information. Okay. Apropos of what? Because it was Monday. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, first off, that's not an August disclosure. No one's paying attention in August. So was he just jealous like, oh, Jamie Foxx got three days and Lizzo got a week. And I'm just going to say, I, I mean, yay okay. for him. I yay like for to, him. I would like to make an announcement right now. I'm going to make a, I'm going to declare something that you guys didn't know. I like Dick. Okay. And with that, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll Ew. be right. Ill. See, that's why you're not getting laid. You can't be ill to the dick. I'll um, be, I, <laughs> we'll I, I be. just said, ew, you saying it. <laughs> How dare you? I'm still a sexual being and creature. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back. All right, you like Dick, and I like my pussycat over here who just ran away as soon as you said that. Well, the interesting thing is she has not made an appearance in weeks. I feel like she's she's becoming like Mariah, the elusive Chanteuse. No, no, normally- no. You know what she does? You know what she does? Her new thing, it's really kind of cute. She'll mm. sit down, and then she'll hit my leg, hit my leg, hit my leg, hit mm. my leg, pay attention. And the problem is if she leaps from that difference distance, I will have like scratch marks all over my leg. Because <laughs> she'll try to hold on to something. I'm like, right. that thing you're holding you're on like, to is my like, leg. Oh, that's me. That's, that's me. my leg. Right. Um, yeah, Wayne, Br- I mean, yay for him. That's great. I don't care. I mean, I really, I mean, again, is he, is he, please don't take this. Around. Is he even real? Like who, what is he doing these days? Well, the Wayne Brady? he is, you know, he still, does he a, host a show? Seriously. Yeah, he's the host of let's make a deal. The, and- okay. Hold on. That's still on. <laughs> What happened to the other guy that was the host of Let's Make? I mean, I know Bob Barker died, but well, the that, other guy Bob after Bob Barker that. is the Price is Right. <laughs> oh, Monty, so Monty, Mon- Monty Hall's been dead for years. I know that. <laughs> like Monty Hall's been dead. Wasn't there anybody in between Monty Hall and Wayne Brady? I don't remember. I, maybe was it like Louis? Not. Was it like Louis Armstrong? Uh, Armstrong, no, Louis Anderson, you know, or you Drew Carey, or Drew, somebody? Drew Carey is the host of The Price is Right. Okay. I think the Let's Make a Deal went away for a long time. Then it came back, I believe, with Wayne Brady as the host, and it's been on for years. The best thing Wayne Brady ever did was when he was on the Chappelle show. That was hilarious. I mean, listen, first of all, Wayne Brady's insanely talented. I know I like. He's to funny. On him. He is funny. He's no, he's funny. funny. He can sing, dance. 
And now we know that, you know. And clearly can, have sex with anything. So yay so, for him. <laughs> so listen, if you see Wayne out and he's looking good because he does like to wear a good tight pant, you could be like, hey, yeah. what's that bulge talking about? I'm buying him a cocktail and maybe, maybe I mean, it'll be I'm party like, time in Party City. <laughs> I just, you know how I know I'm getting older when I just get more and more confused by like, Everything. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I'm just, conf- I'm just basically confused. Let's just put it that. Girl, but it, join yeah, the I back mean, of look, that club. Listen, um, l- great, as great. No animals were harmed during the filming of this movie. Great, All everybody's happy. Good. Yeah. I don't. Who cares? I mean, as long as you're not, you know, yeah. Who cares? All right. Um. All right. So I love sports and soccer's fun and stuff like that. And I honestly didn't even realize the uh, Sweden U S game was on until I saw something on, on Facebook. And I, I, uh, I, I literally switched over just as the last penalty kick, mm-hmm. just as they lost the game. So it's very, it's a drag, but you know what teams lose? This is not the same team that won the first one or won the second one. And the fact that the make believe former president trashed them in, I mean, who, Running, who trashes a team from your own country? But it's sad. But Wait, they a president, a president, a former president trashes the the national team. It's right. like, what planet yeah. are you on? Yeah, he's on. You're a loser too. You lost. You you want to run and tell everybody that you won, but you lost. But I again, I mean, losing, watching teams win or lose in penalty is like watching paint dry. It, well, it, they were terrible to me. They, they they did not play well this entire tournament. You know, the, the best game they played was that game. Yeah. But you know, and they you know they came in as the number one. They came in with all of the hype of America. And I think what irritated a lot of people was all the videos that have been locked room dancing and singing and stuff. And when they got on out on the pitch. It just, it wasn't great. But I think that sometimes the lessons of, you learn a lot in failure and and, in losing. They will look back on this. You'll see the mistakes because they are a very young team and hopefully they will just grow from this and get better. Rapinoe is retiring and she has nothing to feel bad about. And since neither, you know, most of the people armchair quarterback, they're not elite athletes. I mean, we, we love the sport, but it's, I mean, being an elite athlete is a whole level you know, it's it's like dancing in your living room and then getting up on stage. Listen, I'm, so, I'm an elite athlete, okay? Okay. I, I do com- competitive tiptoe, and mm-hmm. I just want you to know that that is a very hard thing to do. I do competitive walking into shit. That's what I do. <laughs> you, yeah, you actually do. do I have a gold medal in tripping. You kind of do. <laughs> I have a gold medal in tripping. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's an art form. All right, Taylor Swift makes lots of money. Her tour is, they're saying, may make a billion dollars. A billion dollars. That's like the gross national product of like four countries. And so, because she makes a gang of money, she gave her crew some of it. And that's very nice. She gave her crew, evidently they're saying up to like, it's like 55 million. Each of the truck drivers got a $100,000 bonus. The head truck driver got 200,000. Everybody, the dancers, crew, lighting, catering. I mean, good everybody. for her. Good. Listen, these are the kind of stories we love to hear. And I will say this. I, I know someone who who's worked with her and gone on tour with her and said it was a great experience. She was treated great. 
and paid really well and it ran like a well-oiled machine. Listen, we love to hear about artists like that. I know I joke a lot on this show about Jennifer Lopez and whatever, but I know someone who works for her and she's treated she her so well. She she's she's, so there are people. artists that really have a great environment around them and treat the people who work with them really respectfully and a lot of respect. So, you know, they get nothing but the highest forms of respect for me. Yeah, so she makes people leave their family, they go on the road. And I love the idea that it's like, share the wealth. I'm making a lot. Here's some to the people. Because, you know, nobody does it alone. None of these stars. You get on stage, there's a whole support crew for that performance. So, Ava, we love to hear that. And everybody, well, everybody I know who saw the show and- Said it was great. Said it was great. Yes, it was great. No, I mean, and and said it was just one of the best shows they've ever seen. I mean, so the, I mean that whatever you want to say about her, and we have said what we want to say about her, to get up there and doing a three and a half hour show and, and just tick, tick, tick. I mean, yep. it, it, which kind of leads us into our next topic because she, this is her, her greatest hits tour, basically, mm-hmm. you know, her, her, from every part of her career. So Josh, you pronounce it home or home, home. or mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. Josh home from Queens of the stone age and some other stuff. Um, basically bands I don't pay attention to though. He does, um, back up Iggy pop now. And he's very tall. Josh home. Mm-hmm. He's like, seven foot three or something like that um so he gave an interview the other day and he basically said that bands that don't play the hits are being i'm quoting him cunty um so what do you think i believe in that here's the thing i don't think you have to be a greatest hits artist i absolutely do not and i think when you're touring behind an album it is great that you sing a bunch of your new album but i also think if you're someone who has decades of hits you can switch it up. You don't have to sing the same hits. I think it's always good when people are paying for you. They're paying also, especially the ones who've been along the entire ride with you, to also want to hear some hits. Like this is you and I talked about Madame X. You had never seen Madonna. And that show, she basically sang 14 out of the 16 songs on the album, which is fine if you want to do that. But I felt like that show needed a couple more of her hits. She's got hits she has never sang that really would have fit into that show. And I think for people, when they come to see you, when you have a decades long career, it is hard to sell your fans on sitting through 14 songs out of the 60. I don't care who you are. You need to put some hits in there. Like, it just sweetens. It sweetens the moment. Like when I, we saw Nana Cherry, she did one song than anybody who wasn't buying the first out al- her new album. Yeah, I mean, it's too, you know. So she did that album, and then she did Buffalo Stand, which I thought was really interesting, being that she had never done a full concert in New York. And right. the thing is, I've seen set lists of her European festival shows, and they get stuff from Woman. They get stuff right. from different albums. You know, and I and I and I understand the art. You have the right to make that artistic statement, but when you are doing these big arena shows and you're charging your fans hundreds to thousands of dollars, you know, you you need to crank some hits in there. I've seen Madonna tours where she did not do any of the hits, and like, okay, I loved the Drown World tour, which was her tour. It was her first tour in seven years. It was in support of Ray of Light and music, and she did very few of her classic hits. But the songs that got the biggest response was 
when she pulled out those older songs. Because the truth of the matter is, as you get, as you last longer in the pop landscape, the people who buy your newer albums become less and less. And your fan, your hardcore fans are going to buy everything and love it. But I, it doesn't, why does it, you sold us these songs. Don't, I hate when artists are like, ugh, I hate selling that song. I mean, the reason why you're still here, able to still be in an arena in a stadium, those songs are the backbone to you still being in this arena and not maybe doing a smaller room that fits 12,000 instead Led of Zeppelin used to, I mean, there's both sides of it. I Just to get it away from Madonna for a second. I know Radiohead would not, do not do creep anymore, which is their biggest commercial hit. Mm -hmm. I understand why they might not do that because they are so far removed musically from that song that that song is almost an outlier. They don't do a lot of stuff from the bends either because once they did the bends, they went in a completely different direction. So I, I do understand that in that set Led Zeppelin used to not always do stairway to heaven. You know what? I it, that I understand that because they I understand have such both of those, but each of those is one song, right? I'm talking about people what, who have multiple hits and do shows and won't do any hits because they are well, artists. Well, I've do that. never heard of any artist who won't do any hits. They may not want to go back to the same one. I have honestly unless it's a unless it's a show where they are only showcasing the new album i've never heard seriously never heard of an artist who won't do at least one song even if it's not the biggest hit i mean all right they don't do stairway to heaven led zeppelin they wouldn't do it but they have nine thousand other songs that they could throw in there so i've never heard of i've never heard of somebody flat out refusing unless it's a showcase i'm only going to play that new album listen i'm here for both sides of it but i definitely understand that feeling uh, listen, you're never going to hear all the songs you absolutely want to hear. But there, you know, I, I just, I think that if you you spent a lot of time selling shit to people and they bought it with their hard money, I don't think yeah, you have to Yeah, but who does the I, artists, I mean, the artists are not trained well, monkeys. No, they're not trained monkeys, but you then price accordingly. You they're know not setting I mean? the prices. Well, what? I'm sorry, artists do have a say in setting prices. Right, I've but been on I mean, that side. You absolutely right, but, do have a say. But You're what I'm saying off is, on how your tickets are sold and what the uh, price range the is re going to be. The reason, as I said, I cannot think of any example, unless it's something, for instance, when Bruce Springsteen did the Nebraska tour, he was only playing stuff from Nebraska, yes, to the best know, of my knowledge. Yes. But, but I have never heard of an artist flat out refusing. They may not do the hit you want to hear. I mean, you mean the audience, but they're doing familiar songs. So I think it's sort of a, I think it's sort of like what, what Josh Holm was saying is, you know, I, I don't know what he was saying, to be honest with you. Because I would say what he said because there have been cases of artists going on tour and they're like not singing their hits. That happens. But that happens. None of, that happens none of the hit. None of them. Yeah, none there of them? are people who are just like, I'm singing this new album. Don't remember. But think about, think about how many years Lauren Hill went around and did the miseducation. She doesn't from, have anything else did, but that. But, but would not sing them the way people they'd be sped up and weird. That's and people something would be different. To, yeah, but that to people is not giving me the hits. That's, well, Bob Dylan songs. has made a career out of Bob Dylan has made a career of you go to his shows and he would have different 
different versions. I mean, but you know, the, the people, Bob, I never consider him as a pop artist. I'm talking about when people go see pop artists. He's totally a pop artist. For in a certain generation, he was, but not really. He's not, when you look up Bob Dylan and people talk about him, they don't talk about him as a pop star. They call well, they talk about right. him as something else. You know what I no, mean? No, what I'm trying. I'm talking I'm trying, about the pop stars. Like when people go to see like the Madonnas, and for years Madonna would be very. All right, but vocal. let's take it away I, from I'm Madonna. Not, I'm not. I'm, but she's the. You keep. I'm trying to give you an example of something because she would vocally be like. I'm not singing those songs. I don't want to sing those songs anymore. I don't want to sing those songs. I'm only singing this, right? And I get that. You absolutely have the right to do that. You absolutely do. And I, I'm a person who, I'm a, I personally believe, I, when I go to see an artist, I'm coming to see the journey that you want to take me on. I don't have an expectation. There's always a hope. I hope I hear this. But I want to go on the journey that you're taking me on. So I'm not mad if I don't get what people think are the hits. I'm like, this was the journey. I, I'm an album guy like you. I love album tracks. I want the journey. But I do notice that the reaction always comes. Um, oh, I just got to think Jay-Z's Made in America festival was canceled. Lizzo was set to headline that. I don't know, but he oh. was only one night. I don't, I don't know yeah. why they put that. Well, here's that. my question. I mean, this is my question. My question is this. With the exception... Mm-hmm. of artists touring on an album and they're only mm-hmm. going to do that album. I have never, and I'm being very serious, never mm-hmm. heard of an artist who even at, for the encore will pull out a couple of songs. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think Josh Holmes point is, is sort of virtue signaling in a way, because I've never, honestly, in all the years I've gone to shows, been to a show where the artist was, I'm not talking about not doing the songs. The audience may want to hear, but they've never done anything. Every band I've ever heard of does. And if they do it in a different version, I mean, it's not destroying the song. You could say that's good. Yeah, but people, you know, sometimes but, people leave disappointed. They want to hear things. That well, sound they familiar, leave disappointed. You know? That's life. Art is not cut and dry. I understand. I understand people wanting things a certain way, but then watch the video or play the album. You right. know what I mean? Like I play you. I've just never heard of an artist flat out saying, I understand Radiohead not wanting to play Creep because it has nothing to do with what they are now. I understand that. I could understand, um, but I could understand like if Tony, 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 if they're going on tour, right? And they don't do, um, you know, a song from the first album. I can totally understand that. But I don't understand the, the fury of people not being able to hear that one particular song they want to hear because everybody has a one particular song that they want to hear and other people might not have it. So I just don't understand what Josh Holmes, I I understand the point he was trying to make, but I don't understand why he made it because I don't think it's something that really, I don't think it's something that really exists. Right. And obviously people are making up for it because what they're doing now is just greatest hits tours I mean, anyway. I no, mean, after the pandemic <laughs> and everybody wants to get back on the road, it's like, I'm singing the hits. You notice everybody. But you know, the Pet Shop Boys, the shows they did in the United, now I've seen them before. Mm-hmm. The shows they did in the United, when I've seen the Pet Shop Boys before, mm-hmm. 
they were touring on that album and then would usually do West End Girls and It's a Sin as Mm -hmm. an encore. This is the only time I've ever seen them where it was a straight up greatest hits. Well, the tour they've been on for the last year is Dreamland, the greatest hits tour. So all over Europe, this was a shorter version of that two hour greatest hits show. But that's that's a group that sort of does it because they do, this was a hits thing and I have seen them when they're touring, like I saw them when they were touring on Behavior. Mm -hmm. They did Behavior. They did the album and then they gave the hits because you know but i just don't think anybody's obligated because you know what not for nothing by the time the show comes to your town you know what you're going to be getting i mean dylan again i've only seen dylan once and the versions of the song he was very different and it was always very controversial never seen yeah i mean i saw him and i saw him and now i can check it off the list i saw him and it was a really good? good show yeah, it was Bob Dylan. He was great. He always has great bands. I'm not. I'm not a huge. Fan. I'm not a huge Bob Dylan yeah, I'm fan not, either. Neither am I. So I, I, I mean, I. But he's Bob Dylan. You right, know what I mean? Right. If someone says to you, "You want to go see Bob Dylan?" You go, "Yes, I will go see Bob Dylan." But I, I just don't. I just think everybody needs to be pissed about something now. Oh, it's oh, just the thing. A- We're in pissed off culture, darling. It's like, <laughs> I mean, what it's happened like- to you? It's like my foot. I bumped my foot. I'm mad. I'm mad at everybody. You didn't sing right. I'm upset. <laughs> I mean, it's like I've seen, I've seen many, 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 as of you, major acts. And at some point they throw in a song you might know. But when you have a 40 year catalog, I mean, come on, you know, it, you know, you, I don't know. I think it's much ado about nothing. Um, I think there, I will tell you this though. Mm-hmm. I took Lucian to see Barney mm-hmm. um, when he was little, obviously, because mm-hmm. I was reviewing it for the Daily News. Mm-hmm. And Barney did not know I love you, you love me. <laughs> His signature song. His only song. <laughs> Which I equated to seeing Led Zeppelin and not right. them not doing Stairway to Heaven. I'm like, right. wait a minute. Barney has one freaking song I love you, you. And I was like, what? He didn't do the song? That, my friend, is disappointment. When Barney does not do the hit. He only has one hit. He has to, you know, that'd be like going to see Aqua and they don't do Barbie Girl. It's like, Um, you only have one hit. I have a friend who went to see Aqua three weeks ago at Irving Plaza. Evidently, they they had a stolen show. Well, this thing, they would have been run out of town. But evidently, they have albums and songs that people know. I know. Who knew? When I saw, I I went to see one of those, like, you know, package tours back in the day where they have nice, Shilk, Shy, Mm -hmm, all of them, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. 9 million people. (laughs) And Montel Jordan was like, he literally did This Is How We Do It three times. Like, he did This Is How We Do It, then the remix, then another remix, or like Rex and Effect did Rum Shaker. Montel Jordan's had a bunch, he had a bunch of- No, but this was at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was like, and now the remix. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, and Rex and Effect, like how many versions of- a rum shaker can you have um speaking of which what are you listening to well you know me i don't really listen to anything nothing new has come out so i've been listening to a lot of old shit nothing new right nothing, is it nothing, great, or nothing like nothing great it's just what, nothing blah, blah, blah. is it just because it's summer and everybody's like Bleh. summer back when it used to be a huge time in a release schedule. right but now it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, i don't well we've had this discussion yeah. there's no such thing as a release no, schedule no. anymore um, I've been listening to really random shit. I've been listening to uh, Malcolm McLaren and the Bootzilla Orchestra's Waltz. Oh, Darling that's so funny! Album. I was listening to that too. Well, boom! See, there you go. Okay. <laughs> that um, 
My one of my favorite Bette Midler albums is this live album called Bette Midler Live at Last. It's a double album. I've been listening to that again. That always stays in my rotation. Um, I kind of have been dipping back into, for some reason, Lisa Stansfield. Oh yeah, we love her. Back onto her first album, Affection, again, and just now that. Is the nice she? I remember I sent like, you that quote. Yeah, yeah I no, was looking she's up stuff so from dope, you when man. you reviewed it, and, and the Wikipedia is like Amy Linda the Rolling Stones said. Because I'm like, what did they say around the time? I can't remember when this album. No, came people out. loved it. And no, really, the just finding my full life. Um, Talk about someone who got screwed over by a record company head. That mm-hmm. record that she did with Babyface never, yeah. never. Right? Did it even come out? I. I think it did. Did you ever see her perform? Did you ever see her live? I've seen her perform like a one-off, not a full concert. But I've I saw a full concert. Stage. I yeah. saw her in San Francisco. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah she was Because flowing. she could pull it yeah. off. She That's could pull it off. She could really sing. And she always had a great tight band. She really yeah, had that no, shit Yeah, no, really good. A lot see, of that's the difference in, And that's the difference in a songwriter, right? When you've written these songs, the, no, way, you, the way that shit comes out of you is always different. Oh, no, and, and for some reason, I've been listening to a lot of Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I don't know what that reason is. Is this, I, the, is this like around the time she died or something? Today is like actually that? the anniversary. Oh, I'll go light a candle. Right. <laughs> With a little more love, make it You know, right. she made, I mean, I, I mean I'm very sad she died, but she, made, she meant nothing to me. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I'm sad she's dead. I was. She seemed like a nice person, but, oh. you know. And the Times first album. Oh. Playing the Times first album all weekend for some reason. I can pull that out and no, just good. kept playing it. All right. So I have been, she's always been a huge favorite of mine, uh, Kirsty McCall. Oh, yeah. One of the most underrated songwriters. I mean, everybody's always like Elvis Costello, Elvis Costello, and he's a great songwriter. Mm. This woman was phenomenal. She she was married to Steve Lilly White, so he produced a lot of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Her, my two favorite albums are she died several years ago, tr- tragically, tragically, right. tragic death, very young. Um, Kite, which is great. Um, talk about, that's an album where you go, I don't understand the Smiths. And then you hear the song and you take the Morrissey part out of it. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, this is a great song. And then um, Electric Landlady, which has mm-hmm. Walking Down Madison. She's somebody who incorporated all sorts of genres and rhythms. Great songwriter, pre- People probably know her best for They Don't Know About Love, which was mm-hmm. the theme song for the Tracy Ullman show. Um, and I decided, because, you know, every once in a while, I want to understand what the whites are listening to mm-hmm. because, you know, like the the cool kid critics. Mm-hmm. And I keep reading about Boy Genius, Boy Genius, Boy Genius, Boy Genius. I haven't listened to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I listened to it for you. And? It's not bad. I just don't get. I, I okay. For first off, it's like an indie supergroup, but I only know who one of these people are, which is uh, Phoebe Bridgers, and and she's good. And then there's two other women, and they sound great. I mean, great vocal harmonies. Um, some of it really, really rocks out, and some of it doesn't. I mean, it's good. I just people are acting as the indie communities, you know, like it's the second coming of Christ. Um, I called two of my favorite white real writers, uh, Chris Malamfi and Jody Rosen, to ask them, why should I care? Mm-hmm. But it's good. But people who just, they're the greatest, and they're huge. 
I mean, they're huge. I think they've opened up or uh, performed with Taylor Swift. They have a really, I mean, and their single, um, Not Strong Enough, is supposed to be like an answer song to Strong Enough by Sheryl Crow, mm-hmm. which I don't understand what that's supposed to be. But it's not a bad record. It's not a bad record at all. But, you know, I think you and I are the same as we have like an e- immediate allergic reaction to hype. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mm. but it's not bad at all. I mean, they're very talented. I do like seeing any group with women where they're writing their own stuff and and performing, and they their vocals are great. I I do enjoy a three part vocal harmony. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking to listening to. And uh, Kirsty McCall, listen to Kirsty McCall. Well, I think you and I, people don't realize you and I are recording an album, so we're going back to our two part harmonies and right. You and we will are, do all the hits. We're going to do all the hits. All the hits. From Is That Bacon I Smell to our number one hit, I Don't Want Ice in That. It's really, really amazing. Really. I thought I told you to stay in the car. <laughs> Which was number one in Croatia. It was. It was. Don't make me, tu- don't make me wait till your father gets home. Don't make me turn this car around. Which was number three I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're. A, I'm sorry, but you're adopted. Uh, <laughs> Which was number ten in Florida. <laughs> it was. I know. All right. All right. Take us out of here, please. Well, there's something that I want to say before we um, go. I want to say rest in power to O'Shea Sibley, who was murdered at a gas station on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. Uh, week and a half ago, coming from the beach with friends who they were stopped for gas and were voguing and dancing to the Renaissance album outside the car in their bathing suits and were confronted by a group of men. And he was murdered by a 17-year-old teen who is now facing murder as a hate crime charge. I just wanted to say to my Black brothers, my gay brothers, that I stand with you. We all have to protect each other. And really understand that, you know, our lives right now are at a very perilous point and we have to stay diligent and not be intimidated and stick together and don't let the otherism tear us apart because that's what they want. We're stronger together in numbers. And with I, I will say one thing that was very interesting. I mean, of course, it's very sad and it's happening in New York. So don't delude yourself that New York is some haven because it's not. But they were initially trying to play this off about, you know, Muslim. The guy who, who stabbed him was uh, allegedly uh, is a Christian. So don't let's not turn this into something where we're like, you know, a Muslim objected to it. And, and it was a, it was and a Christian. I also hated that they were like, they were scantily clad and dancing. I was well, like, that, yeah, they were yeah. in bathing suits in right. a car. I'm thinking about how many times I've come from the beach in, in my bathing suit and it's evening dusk and we get out and go into a McDonald's or something on the road. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they, they were in bathing suits. And for that, thank you guys. You know the deal. Uh, listening to us every week on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where you can find our show on their main feed. To all the people listen to us on the main feed, thank you. We love you. To all of our day ones, thank you. To all of our new listeners, thank you. You can reach us at I'm going to let you finish NY on, on uh, IG. You can reach us at I'm going to let you finish on Facebook. We're there. We're really active. We love talking and interacting with you guys there. We're on TikTok and I'm going to let you finish podcast. We're on threads with I'm going to let you finish NY. So, uh, We'll see you next week and keep on trucking.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 